0: Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice. With me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. Well, shit damn hell, I'm excited to be here. Caught a in. I'm with Kelly today, so I wanted to make sure we started out good. Well, huh. those are you You got the ones that we don't have to bleep, so exactly. now all the rest of them have
1: to get bleeped. I learned
2: that from our guest today. Yep. Welcome. I feel welcome. you got me a you had me a shit. But, oh oh good. That's a good start. I didn't plan on you making me blush today. Wait, thanks for having me back. Last time was much cleaner. That was great. I was not expecting that with me as
0: well. Brad Taylor, corporate trainer with the Center of Excellence.
3: I know that I'm truly among my people because I would not stay employed anywhere else. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and back once again, thrilled to have Kelly Moss vice President of the Young Automotive Group. Kelly, welcome back.
2: Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad Oliver checked all the words off. So now we can get I just into wanted it. to get him out. Get him out, yeah, now hey, we can get into the real stuff. Because now
0: Kelly, he's he. It's like jumping into cold that. water. You just got to do it. Yep, <laughs> Rip the bandaid that. off. You know.
1: Just no, but honestly, I'm so glad Kelly's here. I've learned more from cells from Kelly Moss than I think any other individual I've ever been with well this is a tough get we've been
2: trying to get kelly for two years two years yeah my agent finally caved i don't do a lot of free gigs but i'm here you wouldn't believe what we're paying from a
3: previous podcast he gives
2: away free stuff this is it yeah (laughs) this is it my time I'm just glad that I could bring my my black belt abilities Ooh, here today. Oh, Did you oh, see
0: that? Oh, that was harsh. That was... I was actually going to compliment Brad on his fashion sense today.
2: Because ah, he's wearing- It's a lovely red belt. Yeah. I wanted in on the Segway. I do listen to the podcast. I have found my way to try Kelly and take over- Kelly crushed that Segway. The no,
1: that was...
0: novice job. That was fantastic. That was better than any of mine, so- Well done.
3: That was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So I am wearing a red belt. I wear a red belt often, not just because it matches our red shoes, but because it's a mindset. And one of the things I've really enjoyed over this past year is watching the success and growth of our organization. I think even more so than this year's, we've really come together, worked through a lot of hard things, dealt with some challenging times and have really achieved a lot. And I think we have a lot of people that would say to their significant others, to their friends, I've been successful. Would everyone agree? Oh yeah. We've had some success. And as the group has grown, that adds to the success and everyone feels a little bit more successful. And I think growth and success are part of our culture, right? Mm -hmm. It's who we are. That's why we train. That's why we have this podcast. That's why, you know, we're constantly urging our teams to be better is for growth. Culture as a whole, I got this from Culture Code, a book that to uh, all of the GMs and execs from a uh, recent trip we had. The book Culture Code is by Daniel Coyle, and it says, a culture is a summation of attitude, mindset, behaviors, character, and competency. And the more competent your leader is, the culture is typically better, but your leader isn't always the person that's in charge, right? There's somebody on your floor somebody in your service drive that is leading what happens. And typically that person is highly successful as well. Well, how did they get there? Hours and hours of learning and training and getting better and better at their craft and and teaching customers well, excuse me, treating customers well. Culture typically equals results. So if you have bad culture, typically you have bad results. Mm -hmm. If you have good culture, it's usually because you have good results. But as Kelly mentioned with that incredible segue, that's when you feel like you've arrived and you've got a black belt. So Kelly, what is
2: a black belt? Well, it's the best of the best. It's years and years of training. It's all the steps that you've gone through to get to that level. And you've now, you've arrived. You're at the top.
3: Yeah, Oliver, you feel that way?
1: Yeah, so when we talk about black belt, I mean, that that's supposed to be the best. So, yeah, black belt is the person who's arrived.
3: Yeah, exactly. And that's what we always look at in any fighting style. That all the different levels are based off of belt colors. A black belt's the best, right? Yep. Best of the best.
2: So if um, you
1: call me a black belt at sales, yeah. that would mean I'm the best of the best, right? Yep,
2: that's what it would mean. I would call you a black belt at baking.
3: Oh, man. Yep. And rock climbing. We'll see. So the challenger to a black belt is a red belt. That's the level just below a a black belt. So I first was made aware of this difference between a black belt and a red belt, a talk that I heard at Digital Dealer like Mm. 10 years ago, something like that. And then we've had Dave Anderson in with our group, and it's a mentality that he talks about, but a red belt mentality is that you're always the challenger even if you're the champion. But I don't want to focus just on mindset. I want to get a little bit into what can we do? How can I actually apply being a red belt? How can I show that I have that mentality? And
1: just so our listeners are clear, you know, because I think it's a really powerful metaphor for anybody in sales. And that's that red belt, right? Yep. To be the red belt is to be not the best, to never think you're the best. It's to think you are always that guy that's right below the best. Because the red belt is there to challenge and go after the champion. Because once we hit champion, a lot of times
0: that's when we hit the easy button or we think we're better than we are. And so that that red belt who's just still striving, he's got that last little bit to go. He's yep. never going to stop.
3: Yep. Always hungry in sports. And
0: that's what the red belt mentality is.
1: Yep, yeah.
3: exactly. In sports, we usually think of the red belt as the underdog. Yep. And that challenger, that underdog, in my opinion, they always have the upper hand because they have nothing to lose. Yep. They're going into that championship match with nothing to lose. So, as I said, I want to find a way for us to help all of our listeners to apply some of these mindsets to practical use. So Oliver, if I said a challenger's mindset is hungry and a champion's mindset is satisfied, if I want to continue to be a challenger, what do I have to do to stay hungry?
1: I generally, what I think is, where are the opportunities that I can still grow? And that's me sitting down thinking through where do I want to push myself to become better? that That usually gives me that hunger, and you can and this can happen in any aspect, but if I sit down in, on the sell side and go, "Okay, where am I feeling contented? Where am I feeling that I'm good enough?" and then saying, "Okay, but what if I really drove that to the next level? What does that look like? That usually gives me that stoke and that hunger to go out and figure out how to get to that next level and what things I need to do to get there. I like that
3: all right, Kelly a challenger's mindset is humility or to stay humble versus a champion's mindset is arrogant. So if I want to stay
2: humble, what are some things that I can do to stay humble? I feel like you asked me that question for a reason. (laughs) I I do my own podcast on the side of how to stay arrogant, but I'm (laughs) going to work on yours here of how to stay humble. I think an exercise that's good for all of us as we talk about once you've arrived is... There's always somebody better at something and pick your focus and there's somebody better. And you'll always continue to grow if you just keep trying to find who's better at this than me or who has a better way of doing this than me. You just keep trying to grow because once you're done growing, you're done.
3: Yeah, I love that. and It is important because it doesn't matter how big or how badass
2: you are. There's someone else bigger and more badass somewhere. And we know this, but I don't know if the listeners know this, but who's going to take a black belt down? Who's coming after the black belts? And I've been a black belt so long. Back to that arrogance thing. (laughs) I've been a black belt so long. I know. I'm always looking at who's coming after me and who's coming after the black belt. The red belt. The red belts are coming after the black belts. Yep. And sometimes they come in twos and threes. But the red belt, like you said, that's a scare. uh, a person with nothing to lose is a scary something. He's not going to lose his belt. He's going after a black belt, right? Yep, absolutely. We'll, we'll get back to the humility part, too, because I'm working on that. But uh...
3: I love it. Okay, Tim, again, these are just at random. I okay. need everyone to know yeah. these are random.
2: <laughs> I believe that. Sure.
3: Tim, a challenger's mindset is teachable. A champion's mindset is a know-it-all. How can I practically apply staying teachable? In my position.
0: How can I practically apply staying teachable? I think it really goes back to what Oliver said uh, for that very first one. And that is keep looking for ways that you can improve at the things that you already think that you're good at. You know, in terms of staying teachable, I think we all just have to understand that we don't know what we don't know. And just remember that on a daily basis. I don't know the things that I don't know. I can know everything that there is to know about a a certain thing and feel like I know that, but I really don't. One of the ways that I like to do that is
1: when I'm sitting in a meeting where I feel like, oh, this is going to be stupid. Now That's an arrogant statement, right? Mm -hmm. But there are times that you go, what am I going to learn from this? This is dumb. Why am I even here? I'll usually on the right side of my page, I'll draw a line and then I'll put things to learn. And it might be, don't do that, (laughs) right? Sure. But I could sit there and I intentionally say, what am I going to take away from what, where I'm at right now? Yeah. I think it's uh, when I finished my master's program, the dean of the school, he came up and he was this Japanese guy and he's like, be like water. And he said, I've learned more from water than anything else. Because he's saying there's times to rush and there's times to be calm. But the most thing water is, is consistent. They push and pressure and push, right? So, can you learn something from everywhere? Well, you can learn it by watching water. So, yes, you can learn something Absolutely. from everything. In,
0: yeah, I've heard this too, and I really like this analogy as well. If you think about knowledge as a circle, the smaller the circle is, right? That's the less knowledge that you have. So, the less knowledge that you have, the less exposure to Mm, knowledge that you don't know you've got as well. The larger that circle gets, everything outside of it, you've got more exposure to everything that's outside of that circle. So the more you know, the more you know you don't know. So as you do learn more and more and more, you should start to understand that there's so much more that you don't know, and that will keep you
2: teachable. Mm. I love. This is why I've avoided this podcast. I had no idea it was this deep. You're (laughs) going to learn between water and exposure. I don't even know. Don't expose yourself, Kelly. I'm a little nervous of the room I'm in.
3: You're already wearing an ankle bracelet.
2: Yes. I'm a little nervous.
3: I think all of those analogies are fantastic. And an area that I've always been instructed is if you want to remain teachable, just take some notes. Because when you're taking notes, you're actively listening and you're making sure that what you're hearing is making it into your mind, and you're understanding it, and then you're looking to apply it moving forward.
0: I feel like I should have known that. Copious I'm notes. learning. I'm learning, though.
3: I'm so busy notes. in those copious notes. Okay, so, Kelly, oh. challenger's mindset, something to prove. A champion's mindset, been there, done that. How can I practically apply that?
2: In our business, that's what we see all day, every day. And it's so hard because... You want to give these new guys a mentor and somebody to look at, but if they have that mentality of been there, done that, they're not going to help anyone and they're not going to take anybody to the next level, which if you replace that with a red belt of, hey, I've been here before. I've actually had this challenge and let me help you get through it. And they actually become teachable and teachers and been there, done that. I know everybody's sick of me saying it. I keep saying same shit, different decade. Yep. The stuff we go through is very repetitive. It's just because you've been there, done that doesn't mean that the other 30 people watching you. Yeah. So I think it's, I think if you have arrived, you might have some eyes on you and they're either going to follow you or they're going to be, a, I don't want to be like that guy. So
3: if I'm reading a little bit between the lines in what you just said, even if you are a black belt out there, there's some up and comer on his way and you can have that red belt mentality by, Hey, I've been through that. Let me help you through that. Let me show you some of the mistakes I made along the way so that you don't. I really love that one. All right, Oliver, challenger's mindset, willing to serve. Champion's mindset, you serve me.
1: So first, before I answer this, these are all from an article from Dave Anderson, right?
3: This was... About eight years previous, but yes, Dave Anderson, and then an, uh, this is an article from Digital Dealer about twelve years ago. But
1: that Dave Anderson put out there, I believe so. And you can find that article. I guess we could post on the Young Yeah COE. We can do com, that mm-hmm. just because I think it's a really good practice. Is. to continually go over them because I, you know, I went out, I went through this, you know, ten years ago or whatever, and I keep forgetting about this. But man, it, it, they're so powerful. The red belt, I'm here to serve. Black belt you're here to serve me. Yep. Managers fall into this trap so often. We fall into it. And it's actually the reason why we have red shoes, blue shoes, purple shoes, is because we're trying to say, stop sitting on your seat, get up and serve somebody. Get up and serve your people. Get up and help them. To stay in that mindset is to say, the what I've always used is, all my employees are volunteers. Treat them as if they're volunteers. Now, they do show up for a paycheck, but if they were volunteering for this job, how would I treat? Them? And if we think of it that way, I'm here to help you continue to make the best of your time here, right? Just because I pay them doesn't mean that they have to do a good job. They can come and do a shitty job. Now they might not be employed very long after that, but they can actually just do a marginal job and get away with it. So if I think about how can I serve them and as if they were a volunteer, all suddenly it changes your mindset of how you handle people.
3: Yeah, I really like that. And a couple of areas, both inside the store with managers serving salespeople, you know, and in all the areas that are within the dealership. But I also think a lot of, as this company's grown, we've actually put a bigger emphasis on serving our community through the Mm -hmm. Kind Fund, our Caring for Cabo event, and some of those things, some of the things that we do at the dealerships. I absolutely love those because, you know, sometimes when we are there volunteering at some of those events, you get humbled a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. You get a little bit better appreciation for your circumstances. Now your tough day doesn't seem so tough.
1: Yeah, I remember I was going through a tough day. It was two months ago. Sitting there going through a tough day, pull up my phone, and I saw two emails come from the Kind Fund. And it was a seven-year-old, nine-year-old, because that's the same age as my kids. And it said, just got dropped off at the shelter, needs a duffel bag and I'm like and it was because of abuse and I just thought I'm having a stressful day I couldn't even imagine what those kids are going through yep because they just got pulled from their home they're sitting in a shelter you know it's like me having to deal with my management issues all suddenly that weight became way less because it put it into perspective of what's really what's really tough you know so I love yeah. that Brad
3: yeah so bringing it back up just a little bit And again, if you get a chance to go out and help out with the kind fund, please do that. But final one, Tim, the challenger's mindset is to work with a sense of urgency. Get something done now versus a champion's mindset is to pace themselves. How can I practically apply that? You are the sales novice. I would
0: say just focus on those activities, right? Focus on those daily activities and make sure that you've got something scheduled out. If we're looking at our time throughout the day, as something that's less than finite, we're going to just fill that time with whatever activities are available to us. But if we're looking at time as something that I have a very, it's a very limited resource and I've got to get these things done, then I think that's a different way of looking at it. And it makes you work with a little bit more urgency.
1: I like the way that Dave Anderson puts it. And he's probably quoting Ben Franklin, right? But he says, if you think of getting through time instead of from time. A lot of times we just think, oh, how can I get through this? Instead of how can I get from this? What am I getting from it? That gives you that urgency. I love that quote from Dave Anderson.
3: Yeah. So to just kind of summarize, act like a challenger, even when you're the champ. Challengers are hungry, humble, and always have something to prove. Champs can become lazy, cocky, and complacent. So an action item for today Tell us what you're doing to continue to challenge yourself. Email us and let us know what books you're currently reading. And also email us and let us know about any future topics we can talk about.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Well, as usual, we've got Tim's copious notes. So we're talking about the red belt mentality. Now, black belt is considered to be the best of the best. These are those who who have arrived. However, the red belt is the challenger, the direct challenger to the black belt. And red belt mentality means that you are always the challenger. Even when you're the champion, you need to always stay hungry and understand that you should always be the challenger. This is the underdog, and the underdog always has the upper hand because they have nothing to lose. So a few tips on how to keep that red belt mentality. One, think about where your opportunities for growth still exist. Find your places of satisfaction and ask whether those can be pushed to the next level. Two, stay humble keep trying to find people who are better than you because they will they do exist you will find them no matter how big and tough you are there's somebody big and, bigger and tougher out there three be like water be consistent and then understand that the more you know the more you know you don't know take copious notes and just keep educating yourself if you are a black belt help those who help those up and coming red belts and learn by teaching and then stop sitting on your seat is that what it put stop sitting on your seat yeah all right well,
2: get on your Stumbling feet. on through exactly. there. Get on those shoes we bought you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stop <laughs>
0: sitting on your seat. Get up and help someone serve someone. Treat your employees like they're volunteers and make the best of the time that they have here and just overall stay hungry and don't get complacent.
1: And Dave Anderson his podcast is really good. I it's I know it's helped me through some different times and whatnot. It's called The Game Changer Life. So, if you're yeah. interested in
0: another podcast, it's a great It is absolutely fantastic. And if you are listening to this podcast, and you haven't rated us, please hop on iTunes and give us some stars and give us some kind words if you've got them to spare. Additionally, get this podcast in front of your friends and your family and stock people in the parking lot and put it in front of your clergy if that's appropriate. But just get this podcast in front of anybody who could benefit from it. If you do have questions for us, comments, ideas for future episodes, shoot us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. And that... Well, I don't know if this podcast was you want to get in front of the clergy. This yeah, particular whole, episode. Remember how it started? Remember how it started. Come on. Yeah, yeah, they can skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably hungry anyway. So, all right. Well, that is all the time we've got. So, Dana why y'all. Dana why